gracious God, take our minds and think through them. Take our hands and work through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire. I'm going to start with a poem today and end with a poem. This is called The Last Time, and it's by Marie Howe. The last time we had dinner together in a restaurant with white tablecloths, he leaned forward and took my two hands in his hands and said, I'm going to die soon. I want you to know that. And I said, I think I do know. And he said, what surprises me is you don't. And I said, I do. And he said, what? And I said, know that you're going to die. And he said, no, I mean that you are. I am struck by how much we want to distance ourselves from what we are afraid of, both in this poem and in this gospel. A few weeks ago, we came to church on Ash Wednesday, or maybe we met a minister on the street and we received ashes and were told, remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. And for most of us, that was a pretty fleeting experience. I know I went to Target later and argued with my 12-year-old and did some work and had dinner. As we try to keep a holy Lent, it takes a lot of redirecting focus. I don't particularly enjoy remembering my death. And now we are sheltering in place. Here in the middle of Lent, everything has gone haywire. It's gotten really, really real. Death is right there on the horizon, ever-present, and it is terrifying. We are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic with a virus we really do need to distance ourselves from. Nothing is normal. The shelves at Target are mostly empty. The freeway is clear. Almost everything has shut down. We have to physically distance ourselves from friends, neighbors, and coworkers. How tempting is it to distance ourselves in spirit, too, to turn against our fellow human beings because we are afraid. We don't understand what is happening, and we want to protect ourselves and our families. Whether it's through anti-Asian rhetoric or hoarding or just not wanting to think about what our homeless friends are going through right now, it's so easy to turn away from our fellow humans when we're scared. To turn away and to blame. I, for one, have all kinds of critiques about the government and big business and the way things have been handled. But the moments I feel most inspired are when I see and participate in mutual aid projects that I see coming together all around me and in the church and arts communities I'm a part of. And now today we have this model Jesus shows us here 
As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. The blind man and his family have done nothing wrong. But so often we want difference to be someone's fault. We approach it as negative. We want a reason we can feel safe. We're not caught up in this unpredictable life. We're virtuous and protected. But that cuts us off from the love of our fellow human beings. It cuts us right out of a relationship with each other and God and remembering who and whose we are. Fear crushes solidarity every time. Even this man's parents back away from him. Ask him. He's an adult. They're afraid and they don't want any part of this. Instead of celebrating and offering thanks to Jesus, they're distancing themselves from their son. You could imagine that he might need their support in all the chaos and persecution. But no, it's ask him. Leave us alone. But our Jesus goes and finds this man. He doesn't leave him alone. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. This Jesus, he is not afraid. He is love itself, showing himself to this man who was begging in the street. He is taking the time to be with this person who was cast out, whose own parents don't want to answer for him. This person whose community doesn't even recognize him. But Jesus recognizes him. Jesus recognizes him in what was probably a lot of confusion, maybe terror, and he recognizes us there too and reveals himself. I confess that I am really a poet masquerading as a preacher. In addition to Marie Howe's beautiful words, I want to leave you with a poem I wrote this Lent that is about the antidote to all this. The great love Christ showed us that we can take up and show each other. We can meet each other and the world with love even in the midst of uncertainty because we know God's love is certain. We can meet each other and the world with love even in the midst of chaos because this is what we learned so well from Jesus. Election Thursday poem for Jonah. It's my favorite moment of the day. Light slides out the edges of evening. It's not quite night, not still day. Some kind of magic in between where something is still possible. 
I round the corners down the hill toward you and all the miscommunications, misinformation, canceled campaigns, bad attitudes of this morning, the death shadow and tough talk and empty stomach of this afternoon can't keep me from singing along too loud to the radio. It's almost over. Seriously. All of it. This song, this day, this election, this life, really, we don't have much time. The air is getting heavy and the streetlights are coming on. But right now, in this instant, I could roll the windows down and belt Whitney's I want to dance with somebody, take that last turn just a bit too fast to get home to the somebody in all the songs, the one who right now is noticing the deepening sky and putting the porch light on. <laughs>